This is episode 54, Dealing with the Loss of a Love with Brittany. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. I'm recording this episode in Bali, where I'm about to start leading my week-long retreat. We have 18 women coming. I'm so excited. I'm at the retreat center now, and it's just magical. I mean, uh, I, words don't even describe how magical Bali is. You might hear birds or dogs or other sounds. <laughs> Bali is definitely right in the heart of nature, and I'm not going to be editing those out. I want to give you a little taste of Bali. So hopefully we'll hear some cool sounds while I'm recording. Okay. A couple announcements that are important that I'm going to go through really quickly before I get into the heart of the episode. So listen up if you like the show and you'd love to hear about an opportunity to take a deeper dive with me, or you live in Australia. I've got a special announcement for my friends down under, Um, or you have a business or want to start a business that's both purposeful and profitable. Maybe all three of those apply to you. So, okay, here we go. Here are the announcements. Number one, about three months ago, I sent out a survey to my community. Many of you listening took it. Thank you very much. And it got me super crystal clear on a course I could create for you that would really help you get over it and on with it. Taking so many things I talk about, so many of the tools I teach deeper. It's an opportunity to get videos from me, audios, guided meditations, and one-on-one coaching. So if you want to get on the early bird list for that, so you get a discount, you're the first to know, go to christinehassler.com slash VIP list. Again, christinehassler.com slash VIP list. It'll be in the show notes and sign up. There's no obligation. If you sign up, you're just going to get early notification. You're not obligated to do anything. Second announcement for my Aussie friends, I am coming your way. September 27th through October 6th, I will be in Sydney and I am going to see clients. I'm opening up my Airbnb home and I'm doing one-on-one sessions, half-day intensive and full-day intensives. So if you're interested in seeing me when I am in Australia, email jill at christinehassler.com. I also think I'm going to be doing a workshop on building a purposeful and profitable business with heart on Sunday, October October 2nd in Sydney as well. Just trying to work out the details for that. So stay tuned. Email Jill at christinehassler.com or Facebook me if you want to hook up with me when I'm down under. And finally, Secret Sauce, my six-month business building program. Applications are open. We're starting to accept people. It's a very, very small program. If you'd like me to help you really get your business to the next level, then also email Jill at christinehaster.com. She's just the woman with all the answers. So lots of ways to connect, lots of ways for us to play together, for me to serve you, to grow the community. So I hope one or all of those apply to you. And my Australian friends, I hope I see you when I'm over there. All right. So let's talk about Bali for a moment. I've been to Bali. Oh, this is my fifth time and it's beautiful and I love it. However, not all my trips to Bali have been beautiful. Years ago when I came here, when I was just when I was separating from my marriage and deciding about the divorce, I was I was a wreck and I came to Bali thinking I was going to have this beautiful blissful experience and like eat pray love. No, no, no. 
I cried every day. It was awful. There were honeymooners and lovey-dovey couples everywhere. And you know, when, when that's what you're going through, when you're going through relationship stuff, that's, that's what you notice. You know, I, I'm sure there's honeymooners here now too. I just don't notice it as much because I'm not in like a grief phase of separating from a relationship. So when I was here, it was just like, all I could do is cry every day. I was incredibly lonely. Oh my gosh. I was so lonely. I didn't know where to stay. I didn't know where to go. And the thing about Bali is it brings up your shadow in a lot of ways. It brings up what needs to be healed. Bali is the heart chakra of the world. That's why I decided to host a retreat here. And so whatever is in your heart, it brings forward. And for me at that time, there was a lot of grief in my heart. And I had to really honor that season of life that I was in. As much as I wanted to come to Bali and escape my grief, I couldn't because we can't really escape grief. It's it's natural if you're going through a breakup or the death of someone or a loss of some kind to feel grief. We're, we're humans. And I know we really like the seasons that are more fun in life. You know, the seasons where there's lots of creativity and inspiration. We're feeling really good or we're falling in love or making lots of money or whatever it may be. But we also have to honor the winter and honor those times where it's hard. Which brings me to my call today with Brittany, who's in a very challenging season of her life. She's grieving. And her question has to do with getting on with it. But my coaching to her is really about how to be present to the natural feeling of grief she's experiencing. Like I said, we love those seasons of life where everything feels good and we're full of inspiration. But can we love, or at the very least accept, those seasons that don't feel so good? The winter seasons of life can be brutal, but eventually the spring does come. But if we rush our process, if we try to push through things like grief and loss, what can happen is we can harden or end up suppressing emotion, which is not healthy on any level. As you're listening to this call, consider, have you recently gone through a loss of any kind? A breakup, the death of a loved one, the dissolution of a friendship, loss of a job? Are you in a season of grief and are you attempting to rush through it? Or have you rushed through a season of grief in the past and you're realizing now that it might be time to go back and do some work? Are you pushing through by attempting to be strong? Do you really have people in your life, both on a professional and personal level, that can hold the space for you to deal with your grief, to cry your tears, and to really feel the natural emotions that are coming up for you during this time? And finally, Are you someone who may be holding space for someone else who's in a phase of grief? Maybe someone that you love or a client, if you're a coach or a counselor, is dealing with a loss of some kind. Are you holding that space of unconditional love for them? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my very sweet call with Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to the show. What's your question? So, well, I'm kind of going through, I guess, what I would call an expectation hangover at the moment, and Mm -hmm. I'm really having a hard time kicking myself out of it. So I guess that's kind of why I wanted to reach out to you is just kind of to help get some guidance as far as, you know, how to deal with what I'm going through and how to get, you know, get out of it and, and learn whatever I'm supposed to learn from what I'm going through at the moment. Well, I love that you're asking those questions. I love that part of you knows there's something to learn here and you're not going into poor me victim. So that's that's awesome. I acknowledge your awareness. What's your expectation hangover about? So I, I recently lost my grandma about, oh, three or four months ago. Um, and it's a little more than just losing my grandma. You know, she, she raised me since I was six months old. So mm. she really, for lack of better words, you know, was my mom. And 
So that's been really hard dealing with that. And then as well as going through a, a breakup that I've had a really hard time with, like it ended on good terms, but it just wasn't, I guess I just wasn't ready for it. You know, when I saw, I saw a lot more coming out of it and it just kind of, just kind of happened and all of that, you know, happened within a couple of days of each other. So it's been, Hmm. been a little bit of a whirlwind. Yeah, that is, it's kind of a grief wind. That's a lot of loss in a short amount of time. And you said that was only two to three months ago? Yeah, it all happened about the beginning of May. Okay. So not that long ago. Not that long ago. So what support have you gotten so far to deal with the grief? Um, I mean, nothing uh, too intricate besides just, you know, talking to family. And mm-hmm. um, I've been reading your book as well, but making my way through it slowly, I kind of go in spurts of reading sections of it. Um, yeah. But really, that's just about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So like I said earlier, I really acknowledge that you're not in victim. Um, but you also want to acknowledge that you're dealing with the very human process of grieving. and it doesn't feel good and it doesn't last forever, but it's important that we go through it. So that's the first thing I want to say. I just want to honor and say what you're experiencing and what you're feeling is, is normal to lose a mother figure and have a breakup at the same time is a double whammy. You're dealing with death and a breakup. So just take a deep breath in this moment and know that this sort of feeling that you have, although it's incredibly painful and incredibly uncomfortable, it's, it's normal. It's natural. And we have to trust those natural feelings that come when we experience the loss of someone, because that's part of the grieving process. Now, of course, we don't want to stay in it forever, but we don't want to rush our way through it. And my sense is because this is so painful, you just want to get out of it as quickly as possible, right? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I definitely like, I've never been one to, I guess, wallow too much in my titties. You know, I just, um, the last couple of months it's been, you know, I definitely don't feel like myself. You know, mm-hmm. I don't feel as, you know, gung-ho to get up out of bed and go do things like I normally do. And it's, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why is it frustrating? Um, I just kind of feel like I lost my passion for life and my drive and um, my happiness, for lack of better words. Well, you didn't lose them. I promise you they're still there. And often when we go through these kinds of things and we experience grief and we experience sadness and we experience these low points that are just really raw, this is just a really raw and vulnerable time in your life. Often we come out the other side with even more passion and more purpose and more intention because when our heart breaks, it also breaks wide open. So on the other side of this, you may discover even more fire and more inspiration, but it is part of a process. It doesn't come right away, Brittany, and it's only been a few short months. You know, I'm not sure when I'll air this, but when we're recording it, it's only been about not even three months. So that's not that long. And what I want to support you in is really honoring the phase you're in right now, which is adjusting to the loss of your grandma, who you said was like a mom to you, and dealing with that, 
and then also dealing with the breakup because it's it's very hard to feel passion and fiery and, and like we want to go and you know have this go get him attitude when we're ju- we're adjusting to a big change in our life so what i'd like to support you in is looking at how you can really honor and further process both the death of your grandma and the breakup so let's talk about those two things okay okay and are you following what i'm saying so far is it making sense yes it is okay Okay. So, and generally, are you a pretty like driven on the move kind of person? Is that generally how you are? 100%. (laughs) Go, go, go. Yeah. 100 miles an hour. (laughs) Right. So now that you're slowing down to 50 miles an hour, I can understand that that feels a little like it may be wrong because it doesn't feel like you, but it's not. This is just the season that you're in and you can't really heal grief and deal with grief and process it rather than suppress it, if you're going 100 miles an hour. If you're going 100 miles an hour, you're just going to run right over this grief and it's going to come back some other way. So it's really good to slow down and feel it and get to the other side. So let's first talk about grandma. You said she raised you since you were six months. Uh-huh. And where was your biological mom? She was kind of in and out of the picture. Both my parents were drug addicts when I was little, so my grandparents uh, took me in. Okay. And are your parents in the picture now? Yeah, they are. My mom um, mom and I still don't have a a great relationship. It's pretty severed. Um, And my dad is uh, mentally disabled, so that's an interesting, interesting relationship as well. Right. Okay. So she really was your parental figure. And tell me yeah. about tell me about her. What was she like? Uh, she was a a really strong lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see a lot of myself in her. I definitely know that I picked up a lot of her. I guess strictness and passion and and determination and hope. Mm-hmm. And how did she mother you? How did she nurture you? Tell me about that. Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know, like even even as 22 years old, you know, she was just always, always there for me to lean on when I was upset about things, you know, to to cuddle with, you know, even as I became an adult, I still liked to cuddle with my grandma. Um, She always, you know, motivated me to, to follow with what I wanted to do, whether it was in sports or in school, she always wanted me to, you know, do what made me happy. And, and when I decided to quit college to pursue something that I decided I was more passionate about, she was just very, you know, very supportive of anything I wanted to do. She never told me that I was wrong in doing anything. She was just always very supportive in me pursuing what made me happy. Mm. She sounds amazing. Amazing and very loving. And it sounds like she loved you a lot. If she was here right now, what would you say to her? I would tell her that I love her, of course, and then and tell her thank you for everything that she ever did for me. But thank you for I always told her, you know, that she saved my life and made the future so much brighter for me and opened my world to a lot of possibilities. So I would just tell her thank you for all of that. 
and that I want to make her proud. And if she just heard that and she was sitting with you, cuddling you right now, what do you think she'd say back to you? Uh, she'd probably tell me, you know, that, that everything was going to be okay and that she sees a bright future for me and and not to be so upset. And you know what I think she'd also say? I think she'd also say, Brittany, I'm already proud of you. And if you need to be upset for a little while, that's okay. But everything that I taught you, everything that I instilled in you, everything that you loved about me is now in you. And even though I'm not here physically, I'm always with you. And I'm so proud that a piece of me lives in you. And I know that you think I saved your life, but you saved mine too. You were a bright spot in my life. You were the love of my life. I got to have a relationship with you that I didn't get to have with my own daughter. Yeah. So how does it feel to hear that? It's definitely very comforting. Because even in even in my belief of of the afterlife and stuff, it just has, you know, felt so far away. So it's just very comforting to just kind of feel, you know, feel her presence or feel, you know, feel a part of her in me. Yeah. Yeah. So what's present for you now? A lot more peace. <laughs> I just, I feel a lot calmer. I feel a little bit of relief. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Because <laughs> I allowed myself to, I guess, rather accept the feeling as opposed to to pushing it away and and resisting it. Exactly. Exactly. Part of the grieving process is to cry, is to talk to people about the person, about what we loved about them, really share, really celebrate their life and to talk to them, you know, talk to the person that's transitioned on the other side. This is when our spiritual practice is incredibly important too, to talk to God or whatever you believe in and to send your grandma light on her journey as she's going through this transition. But when we stuff, when we try to suppress the memories and suppress the feelings, It just makes us feel frustrated. It makes us feel kind of depressed and unmotivated because depression sometimes is suppression. So I support you in giving yourself permission to feel and to cry your tears and to go to people in your life that you're close to that can give you lots of hugs and that can just be there with you when you cry. Because losing someone that that's important to you is sad. There's no pep talk around that. And it would be disgraceful to try to get over the death of someone you loved by just like motivating yourself to have a great attitude. There's a difference between wallowing in pity and feeling the feelings that are coming up. And as you feel them more and you connect more to how who she is and what she gifted you will always be with you and is inside of you. And the grief will start to phase out. And there'll still be moments when you think of her and you have that sadness. And that's when you'll just have to connect to her on a different level. 
And eventually your inspiration, your passion, all those things will start coming back. Trust me, they will. As long as you're not suppressing the truth of what you're experiencing right now. Make sense? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have some people you can lean on during this time? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really close to my aunts and, and one of my best friends that recently moved away. Um, but that's kind of been one thing that's hard is because my best friend that I've been closest to has had a hard time helping me with this situation. And I feel I've taken a lot of my frustrations out on her. Like, like when I get angry, my angry, my anger gets taken out on her as opposed to anybody else. Because I feel like, you know, she's the person I want to talk to and then, but she doesn't really want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that would be a good thing to talk to her about, you know, a lot, again, when we suppress, we get leaky and we end up getting angry or short with people that we love. And so maybe it, the way you just said it, Brittany, was beautiful. There was so much ownership and acknowledgement and how you just expressed it to me. So perhaps just have a conversation with her and say, hey, listen, I realize this has been hard on you too. I realize I've been taking out some of my anger and sadness on you and I apologize for that. And I love you or whatever it would be in your own words. But part of having deep connections with people and having those kind of intimate soul friends that are like family to us is being able to share the truth and speak vulnerably and also own our end of things when we aren't showing up perhaps the way that we want to. Do you think you could have that talk with her? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Good. And I'm glad you have people in your life that you can talk to about this because it's important when we lose someone to make sure that there are other people there. You know, love There's love is infinite. There's love everywhere. There's people everywhere. And so a lot of times when we go through grief or we lose someone or there's a death or a breakup, we tend to isolate because we just want that person back. And I get that. No one can ever replace your grandma. But as you're mourning the loss of her, also you've got to create the love and the relationships, not to replace, but to keep that energetic of love and connection alive in you. You cannot isolate during this time. Got it? I got it. I definitely, definitely don't deny that I have done that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about the breakup as we start to wrap up here. So... Just a quick synopsis. Why did you break up? Um, it was kind of a, a complicated situation. It was just, it was not going to be something that was accepted by their family. And so we decided that in order for us to have any sort of a friendship moving forward, that we couldn't have a relationship together. So we ended, you know, and there was nothing bad happened. We just decided to end it there. And, um, and I knew it was coming, you know, we, I knew about a month ahead of time that it was, that it was coming. So it's not like it came out of the blue or anything, but it was, you know, both of us were happy. And so it was, it was hard for both of us to end the relationship. And so that's, it's just been, just been a difficult situation. <laughs> so the only reason you guys ended it is because families didn't approve? 
Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, we kind of knew it was inevitable. It was either break up now or break up later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I respect that decision. I'm sure you two gave a lot of thought to it. And I, I, a part of me also questions why, if everything was really great, why family opinions trumped how you two felt about each other. Yeah. I think it was one of those things where, um, like, I wasn't going to ask this person to, you know, give up their family over me because I wouldn't do that either. I wouldn't be willing to lose my family for a relationship with someone else. And I guess that kind of stems back as well to when I was little, like that's all my mom did was pick men over her own children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I wasn't going to ask someone else to do that. And I wasn't, you know, cause I wouldn't do that either. Okay. Wouldn't pick somebody over my own family. Okay. So perhaps if I'm getting the gist of this, this person wasn't ready to come forward with something that may cause upset with their family. Correct. Okay. Okay. Well, I really honor you for respecting their journey. I really do. And sweetheart, that's, that's also really hard because that can bring up feelings of rejection inside of you you know? So as much as there's the honoring of the other person's choice, there's also the sense of loss inside of you. So I'm just sending just so, so, so much love to your heart right now. If I was there with you, I would cuddle you (laughs) in this moment because there's just a, a, such a sweet, sweet heart in there. And there's been a lot of people that you've loved deeply that you've had to say goodbye to. And what I really want to plant the seed for is that when you love so openly and love so deeply, that just opens you up and makes you even more available to love. So during this time, whatever you do, don't shut down your heart especially with the breakup and that relationship ending. Don't make it mean that you were rejected in any way. Don't make it mean that you were not chosen. And please don't make it mean that it's not safe to love who you love. And keep your heart open. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any questions about anything we talked about? Um. I don't think so. I definitely, I mean, I remember back in the beginning, you saying like, you know, it's good that I wasn't playing the victim and, you know, I haven't done that my whole life. I've always been someone that everything I've been through has made me who I am today and it makes me stronger. But at the same time, like, I think maybe a part of all of these feelings that I have is because I feel like I have been playing a victim a little bit, especially more recently, just with, with everything going on. There's been a lot of other things going on as well, but I just, and I had a friend that told me, you know, to kind of pull my head out of my butt, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, and then, and then, and then I kind of beat myself up a little bit for that. Like, what the heck is wrong with you? Like, why are you, you know, why are you acting like this? Acting like what? Like kind of, um, like not seeing the good in the situation and, and just feeling like, I guess that things are happening to me as opposed to for me. Right. Well, when you're going through grief, it's hard to find the silver lining in that. And you can still know things are happening for you, but it hurts. There's been many times in my life where I've been on my knees and I'm like, God, this really sucks. I really don't like this. This really, really hurts. I know it's happening for me. I don't know the reason quite yet, 
So I just ask for your support in helping me accept where I am and getting through the grief. Because there's there's a distinct difference between, you know, being the victim and thinking, oh my gosh, this is all happening to me and then getting angry because we're not really dealing with our grief and being vulnerable. So my my main encouragement to you throughout this whole session has really been about allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Allow yourself to feel so it doesn't leak out in anger or it doesn't leak out in a pity party. You know, we don't need to feel sorry for ourselves if we're honoring the process of our grief and we're being vulnerable and we're sharing intimately with people about what's going on. And just notice how much you shifted after you allowed yourself to cry a little bit and and notice how you shifted after I just asked you about your grandma and what you'd want to say to her and what she'd say to you. You definitely dropped in. You shifted out of your head. You were more present. And that was all through being vulnerable. And you said you felt a little relieved. Remember that? Yeah. So that's the energetic to get in, is that vulnerability, that asking for help, the, I know this is happening for me. I'm not a victim. And I'm a human being going through loss right now. I will get to the other side, but right now I'm a little tender. And so I'm going to be gentle with myself and thereby I will be gentler with others. You just haven't been so gentle with yourself. So that makes it harder to be gentle with others. Vulnerability, honoring your process, allowing yourself to grieve the love, let your heart really break open and stay open so that there can be even more love because that's what's underneath all anger, all sadness, all grief. It's what's underneath everything is love. Because that's who you are. I can do that. Yeah. You're an intelligent, loving, kind, smart, compassionate, bright light. Your grandmother did an amazing job. And the two of you definitely had a soul connection and a soul appointment. And I'm sorry that she's no longer here for you in physical form, but I can already hear the impact that she's made on you and how her legacy lives through you. And I think more than anything, she just wants you to be happy and you to fill your life with love. She did a great job filling your life with love for the time she was here. And now it's opening up your heart to all the people that are already there and all the people that will be coming in to add even more and more love to your life. I think that is very accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel now? I feel like I can't stop crying. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. So what I'd love you to do after we hang up is just let yourself have a good cry. And as you're going through the feeling and as you're going through the tears, just notice that there's a part of you going through the emotion. And then there's another part of you, you can call it your higher self, your inner, your inner coach, your inner mother that's saying, it's okay. It's okay, Brittany. It's okay, sweetheart. Just let it out. It's okay. It's okay. One of the reasons that the tears are coming is because you're with someone right now who's just holding a space of compassion. And that's how emotions come up and that's how they come out and that's how they get released. So see if you can, since it's up right now and since you're in it after we hang up, don't don't shift out of it right away. 
stay with it for a little bit. Let yourself have a good cry. Maybe do a little journaling. Maybe talk out loud to your grandma. And just ride the wave of this emotion until you get to a place of ah, just, just peace and relief. It's like cry until all the tears are done. For now, anyway. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Okay. All right, my love. Sending you so much love and giving you a big virtual hug. (laughs) I really just wanted to jump through the phone and give Brittany a humongous hug after that call and during the call. You know, I know she wanted a pep talk and as much as it might have felt temporarily good for her to hear... My sense was that what she needed more was a space to feel really held during her time of grief. I will say to you what I said to her. If you're going through any kind of loss, it's important to cry all your tears. There's a big difference between indulging an emotion and allowing the natural emotion that comes with something like the death of someone you love very much. Brittany asked me to help her get motivated, but my sense was that the motivation she was craving was an attempt to distract her from the pain. She just lost her mother figure and her romantic partner. That can be very disorienting. And most of the time, we don't know how to deal with the big feelings that come along with things like that, which is why I'm so glad she called and why I'm also so excited to offer you this new course that is coming out in October because I teach you extensively how to deal with these kind of big feelings. It's people like Brittany that inspire me to do this work. It was a total honor to hold a place of unconditional love and compassion for her. And I honor her vulnerability. And to any of you who may be supporting someone going through a loss, whether it's a client, a friend, a spouse, a child, from my point of view, the best way to serve and support them is not to attempt to make them feel better, but really just hold space for them and to let them cry all their tears so the grief can move through rather than being diverted through distraction or repressed by being strong. I also want to touch on my coaching around her breakup. At first, I was curious why the number one reason, or it sounded like the only reason they broke up was because of family not approving. But then my sense was there was more to the situation that Brittany was ready to divulge, which I'm sure you picked up on as well. And I 100% respect her and her partner's decision. Some people's relationship with their family is extremely important. And when you're in a relationship with them, you're dating their family too. So if there's a lot of tension, secrets, drama, et cetera, definitely take that into consideration. When it comes to long-term relationships, love isn't enough. I should really start writing romantic greeting cards, shouldn't I? (laughs) I mean, I know that's not the most romantic thing, but truly we have to take into consideration things like family relationships, where a partner is on their own journey, their values, and so on. Falling in love with someone, that passion and chemistry, that's the fun part. Even compatibility on some level is easy. Liking the same music, both liking to travel, those kind of things. But it takes way more than that to have a healthy, long-term relationship. So take the whole picture into consideration. All right, some takeaways for you from this call. If you've gone through any kind of loss, tune into your own heart. Is there any grief there? Maybe you went through a loss a while ago. Have you buried it? Is it time to really cry your tears and honor your process? Maybe do some journaling. Write a letter to your heart. Ask it how it's feeling. Next, cultivate a relationship with those who've passed over. If you've lost people in your life, they may not be here in physical form, but if you're open to it, perhaps cultivate a relationship with them on the other side. 
I've talked on the show quite a bit about my teacher, Mona, my very first teacher when I was 22 and how she died. And I still feel her. (laughs) Of course, I'd love to be sitting across from her and I'd love to be able to call her up when I have questions still. But what I found is that I can connect with her in a different way. It's not the same, but it doesn't necessarily have to be worse. So if you're open to it, start to explore that. Maybe write them a letter. Maybe start talking out loud. Find your own way. And if you've had a loss and you feel like you need to have some kind of closure or some kind of completion, for example, like a breakup, write that person a letter. You know, I'm big into letter writing that you don't send, but journaling and writing is such an amazing way to express your feelings. Say the things you need to say. And if you want, have them write back. I don't mean call them up and have them write back or mail the letter, but write back as them. Say the things to yourself in the letter that you wish they would have said to you. Next, remember the power of vulnerability, you guys. Vulnerability is so important. Ask for help. Reach out for support. Find people who can hold space for you. We need professionals that can do that, but we also need friends. Friends that can just listen when we cry or share or when we're just silent just don't want to be alone. And be gentle with yourself not just when you're going through grief, but all the time. As I was going through the questionnaires for this retreat, the number one thing that people want is be less hard on myself, trust myself, be less hard on myself, be less critical, self-love. It's this epidemic that we just are nasty to ourselves. Be gentle with yourself. And finally, if you've been listening for a while, you know there are lots of tools in Expectation Hangover, my last book, to help you really ride the waves of your emotion. So if grief is something that you're in or you're having a massive expectation hangover because there's been some kind of loss, maybe now's the time to get the book. Before I sign off, I just want to say this episode will be airing while I'm still in Bali. And Bali is a beautiful, magical place. So if there's a prayer that I can put into this space for you before I leave Bali, I'll be here for a bit, then please make a comment on the show notes page. If you go to christinehassler.com slash podcast, you can find this episode or you can post on my Facebook page or you can Instagram me. There's so many ways to get a message to me and I'd be happy to hold your prayer um, in my heart and in the heart in Bali. So I'm sending you so much love and many, many blessings from blissful Bali. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.